Welcome to the latest episode of Steelcast. As parts of the world are experimenting with opening up schools and businesses and relaxing restrictions on some activities, the UK remains largely locked down. While there is a general consensus there are more cars on the roads and people on the streets, there are only a few examples of businesses and society showing any signs of warming up again after a period of hibernation. The government's extension of the furlough period into June only seems to have encouraged businesses such as car makers to push back any planned restarts further, whilst taking advantage of the employee cost support mechanism. Now, I'm not sure if the reopening of B&Q stores across the land can be seen as any sign that the construction industry is starting to liven up. More likely that the DIY may be a good way of keeping the public occupied and indoors. Of course, many thousands of steel workers have already adapted to a new form of working life. They've been in work day after day, shift after shift, putting in place new cleaning regimes, hygiene measures and social distancing procedures while supporting the national need. It's a habit that many others will need to adopt as and when the government allows or when markets determine it. My name is Tim Rutter and each week I'm speaking to some of those people responsible for navigating us through some of the most turbulent waters any of us have ever seen. Today's guest joins us from Hartlepool in the northeast of England. It's an area that has one of the longest and proudest industrial heritages in the world, especially around coal, steel and shipbuilding. The Red Car Integrated Steelworks in Teesside was once one of the industrial icons of post-war Britain. Even that has now ended its run. But just a few miles away is a site that once employed 5,000 people in its own right as an integrated steelworks that is now described as one of the jewels in Tata Steel's crown. The Hartlepool 20-inch pipe mill started life just over 50 years ago as Stuart and Lloyd's before being consumed in the British Steel Corporation in 1974. In 1999, it provided sections for the London Eye and the list of iconic projects the site has supplied across the world is extensive and hugely impressive. Hopefully we'll hear a bit more about some of those today as we're joined by Hartlepool's 20-inch mill works manager, Andrew Ward. Andrew, a very warm welcome to the pod. Yeah, good afternoon, Tim. Uh, yeah, thanks for that introduction, and uh, you know, I, I guess a, an interesting introduction to to both the uh, local Teesside area and uh, specifically the Hartlepool site. Now, Andrew, you're a classic local lad done good, I guess. You're from the area, and you started your career just next door uh, as part of the, the bigger site, I guess, in the 42-inch mill, uh, which we now uh, know is owned by Liberty, along with the 84-inch mill. Then you went off to Corby and you've been running the 20-inch mill back in Hartlepool for nearly four years. So you know, not only are you another in our long list of you know, men of steel, women of steel, but you are pipes and tubes through and through, I guess. So tell me about some of the changes you've seen in your time in the industry. Yeah, so I've, uh, I've worked for the company for 20 years. Um, I actually started as a graduate um, initially for British Steel. I saw the changes quickly to Corvus and, uh, and obviously now Tata Steel. Uh, I was actually a placement student at the uh, 42-inch mill. Um, you know, we sim similar sort of mills to the 20-inch mill. Um, obviously, both supplying pipes into similar sectors, uh, although the 20-inch mill is uh, is much more dominated by the construction sector. Uh, and, you know, I started as a mechanical engineer, but, you know, quickly, like most engineers, moved to the dark side of uh, operations <laughs> management. And then, uh, then you went down to... You went down to Corby and uh, spent some time there as well, didn't you, in their transformation? Yeah, about five, six years ago, I was asked uh, to, to, to go down and support the Corby team. Uh, and, and I guess that was my first introduction to the strip side of the business with regard to, uh, you know, uh, supplying 
uh, coil from Port Talbot and uh, and making it into the tube. And uh, you know, I was asked to lead a transformation program. Um, you know, and work with the guys at Corby, and uh, you know, certainly really enjoyed my my time traveling down. Uh, you know, every week and uh, and working away from home, and you know, I got on really well with the, uh, the the Corby team. And of course, you come back to Hartlepool, and the site has now been pretty much split in half, hasn't it? Uh, in recent years, has that changed the the environment there? Yeah, I mean, it was a really strange time for me. I'd uh, spent probably the majority of my time at the. 42 inch and 84 inch uh, pipes you know I often describe it as pipes that I can walk through or crawl <laughs> through and you know for those that don't know me I'm a I'm a sizable guy so you know going to both Corby and then back to Hartlepool where you know we, we make uh, sm- smaller size pipes then it was a it was a bit of a change but uh you know the people and the family atmosphere that we have throughout the industry, and the you know, but you know, really all sites. Then uh, you know the, the the guys at the twenty inch mill certainly welcomed me with, uh, with with open arms. You make a good point there. You know, many of the listeners to this pod won't uh, understand all the different sites and the products and and stuff that we make. Can you give us a quick overview of kind of what you've got in on site at the twenty inch mill? And the, and the sort of products and, and markets you supply? We employ uh, about 300 people at the uh, 20 inch mill. Um, we manufacture all of our pipes from uh, hot rolled uh, strip coil. Um, nearly all of that is supplied by uh, uh, Port Talbot. Uh, we receive three to four trains uh, a week uh, and we um, form that coil into a circular pipe. Um, sizes from 219 millimeters up to 508 and then we have uh, three finishing lines um, uh, one of them finishing lines is our celsius product uh, our branded hot structural range which makes squares rectangles and circular sections for the construction industry and uh, you named quite a few global uh, iconic structures that we've been involved in and you know things like stadiums and uh, Wimbledon roof and London Eye, Wembley Stadium uh, to, na- to name a few are just you know examples where our finished product for, for that goes into but we, we also are a high integrity mill and we, we supply into the oil and gas sector um, and, and we supplied well, well over two million tons of steel over the last 30 to 40 years uh, into the North Sea. Yeah, it is a hugely diverse range that people may not understand. And similarly, when we talk, spoke to Gary Blackman uh, a couple of weeks ago about Corby, you know, when people talk about tubes and pipes, they think around things. But actually, you're making squares, rectangulars, elliptical sections, and so on and so forth. Uh, and and you know, is it true that pretty much every sort of stadium or big infrastructure building you'll see has got some Hartlepool product in it? Yeah, you're exactly right, Tim. I mean, if you're a football supporter. Um, you know, or even a rugby supporter, the uh, it's most likely if you've been stood in a stadium, then uh, you'll have been very close to, to the products that we manufacture. And, uh, you know, that's probably a fair statement, certainly across Europe, if uh, if not throughout the world. Oil and gas is one sector, construction's another, but there's, there's some smaller bits and pieces you supply into as well in terms of yellow goods, agriculture, what sort of things uh, are you supplying through that sector? Yeah, I mean, we supply uh, pipes for tractors, um, you know, harvesting equipment, um, you know, plough sections. We're specifically doing a, a, a trial project at the moment for a European uh, manufacturer for uh, high strength uh, steel that will go into a, um, a specific application for farming equipment. But uh, yeah, it's all sorts. We supply pipes for 
Navy uh, vessels. Um, yeah. We supply pipes for hospitals and, uh, you know, the uh, the infrastructure for pressure pipe and water pipe and, you know, gas pipes within, you know, many buildings. So extremely diverse uh, yeah. sort of product range. And I guess, um, you know, the, the, the Hartlepool 20-inch mill sort of celebrated 50 years of, uh, of manufacturing pipe a few years ago. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we sort of recognise some of that. And, and I guess the strength of the plant has been not only the people, but the sort of multi-product uh, nature, which has, you know, probably allowed us to weather, you know, the storms that come uh, come from a, come to time to time from the, from the market. Yeah, because you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, in that, in that overview about the oil and gas sector, and so we all know right at the moment that the price of oil has dropped through the floor, and I guess that's impacting uh, the oil company's uh, development of new projects and stuff. How's that hitting you? The oil prices, uh, you know, over the last sort of four or five years has been extremely volatile. I mean, at one point, I think oil price was quite significantly above $100 a barrel. And, uh, you know, there was a there was a period where that was, you know, quite significantly booming, mm. you know, and, and certainly in recent years that that has dramatically reduced. And, and part of that is, uh, you know, both uh, demand and, uh, and and the generation of, uh, of of oil and gas across the world, but but also the development of things like shale gas, which has significantly yeah. impacted the industry and the market. So, so you know, oil and gas prices uh, have, have been subdued for, for a number of years, although I, I guess, you know, prior to this pandemic, had, had seen some signs of recovery. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, recent news in the press over the last few weeks, it's unbelievable to see how low that price uh, of crude oil has, uh, has dropped. Um, you know, clearly everybody's staying at home and, uh, you know, people aren't going in the car, so, you know, demand is significantly changed. Um, you know, we'll weather this storm, and I think what's important is, um, you know, where we have a particular strength is our ability to provide um, offshore line pipe for a specific relay application where essentially uh, pipes are manufactured at the Hartlepool site and then our customers and their subcontractors weld them together on uh, a dockside and uh, actually reel them onto the back of a barge and onto a boat on a seven and a half metre steel bobbin, which is quite amazing to see. I've and, seen photos of it and anyone who hasn't should look it up on the uh, on the internet because the whole idea of, of, of reeling up, uh, you know, a 20 inch wide steel pipe is is beyond imagination really isn't it it is and uh, you know it's a sight to be seen but it's also a, a measure of the integrity of our steel both from you know the uh, manufacturing process down at port talbot and uh, within the steel works but but also right through the supply chain and uh, we we have got a, a very strong track record with uh, with, with our customers and uh, the reason that's important because that type of application uh, allows uh you know sort of lower cost of uh you know exploring some of these uh oil wells that you know are reducing in the north sea and therefore it is about a very viable option so although we certainly are going to probably have some difficult times over the next six or 12 months then you know we we have still got uh, a portfolio of projects that we're chasing and uh you know a loyal customer base that i'm sure will uh will come back to the plant and uh continue to you know to book orders in the future with us yeah, because it's a very difficult background. You know, if you take that oil and gas sector uh, situation and then we talked about the construction sector and the big infrastructure projects, that, which are so important to you. And, and kind of all of those seem to be on pause as well. I must have, you know, hit your uh, activities on the plant uh, pretty significantly, pretty quickly. So what sort of 
actions have you had to take in uh, in Hartlepool to uh, to deal with those sort of issues? I think the first thing, you know, the, uh, the you know the team that we've got at the Twenty Inch Mellow are, are, are really strong and loyal, you know, set of employees, and uh, you know, very committed. You know, ge- generally the comment is is you know you start at the Twenty Inch Mill, and uh, as long as you don't do anything wrong, then you know you have a job for life, and. Uh, a lot of our employees have, have been here for, for, for a you know, very long period of time. And, uh, you know, I think um, you know, it's a testament both to, you know, how we, you know, work together through the, the both the good and difficult times. I, th- I think they've been extremely supportive and understanding as we work together to, you know, to, to overcome the challenge of the pandemic. Clearly, there's a, a significant nervousness. Yeah. You know, we had to take some difficult decisions, uh, you know, early April to uh, furlough some some employees. And, you know, I felt for a lot of the discussions that I had, you know, for the people that I had, you know, they were concerned about their job and why me? And, uh, you know, at times they're not easy decisions. And I think, you know, the message I tried to make sure was clear to them was that, you know, they're, they're making a significant contribution to actually helping support the company during this time. Uh, it, it isn't about, you know, per- personally, you know, picking people that, uh, you know, we're furloughing. So it's, uh, you know, some difficult conversations. And I think, although there's clearly a health impact amongst this, there's, there's quite a significant mental side of uh, impact to, to consider. Yeah, there surely is. I think sites across the UK have faced similar issues to a greater or lesser extent, and it comes down to the attitude of our people. And as you said, long, many of those have been in the business a long time, and so it becomes a culture, and you're relying on that sense of um, worth, the sense of teamwork, the sense of responsibility, and, and, and reinforcing that bit about people are playing their part, whether they're in work or not, I guess. Yeah, and... Um... You know, I think we've, uh, you know, tried to really communicate strongly, um, you know, uh, on site, both, uh, you know, in face-to-face discussions, clearly trying to maintain social distancing. But, you know, having that presence on the shop floor and, you know, speaking to people and, you know, supporting our employees. And, you know, I think that has helped us because, uh, you know, last week we had to make some further decisions regarding reducing to a, you know, reducing our operations to more or less a single shift across the plant and uh, furloughing uh, nearly 40% of our employees. Um, you know, we got a lot of questions, you know, what should we stop? Uh, you know, when Boris Johnson, uh, you know, announced, uh, you know, the lockdown, then, you know, there was a lot of people asking the question about whether it was right to, to come to work. But, you know, although we are going to have, uh, you know, difficult times over the next weeks and months, um, you know, we have got loyal customers and, uh, you know, we do want to support them. And in, and in certain cases, you know, we, we are supplying into cer- certain critical applications that, uh, you know, supporting the, the response to the pandemic. So, you know, the guy's attitude and the response and I think the way we've, uh, you know, handled it and the, and the support we've given to our employees is, uh you know, it's been a big part of the, to, to the reason why the guys have responded in a, in a very positive manner. Yeah, and it's been a real difficult balance, Andrew, hasn't it, for, for us all about this balance between, you know, doing the right thing from a health perspective uh, and keeping the, the, the pandemic uh, at bay, but keeping the economy going to some extent. And it was quite helpful that Alok Sharma, the uh, business secretary, you know, put out a couple of notes for the construction and manufacturing industry saying we absolutely expect you to keep going. And do you think that's been some reassurance to, to people in Hartlepool? I think it's been a massive help. And, you know, I think at times we've all questioned whether it's right to be at work. You know, I, I don't know 
about most people, but you, it comes in waves. You know, one minute you think, you know, the, the risks are under control and the likelihood of catching the virus is, is minimal. And then there's other times when, you know, you question whether you're putting yourself at the right level of risk. But yeah. I think the discussions that we've had with the employees and where people have had specific concerns, whether that's their own health or their family's health, I think we have done a really good job to work together. Um you know, we actually uh, gave uh, our employees the option regarding uh, furloughing or working as we've moved into this new working arrangements. And the response from the guys was really grown up and sensible. And uh, there's not just a recogni- recognition that we need to protect ourselves during this uh, pandemic, but there's a need that we've got to protect our business so that we, we, we have something to come back to when uh, when, when this is uh, all over. So. Yeah, and that's you know, and that spirit is very important when you start looking at the future and when things start picking up. And you know, I was going to reflect. You mentioned earlier the site's sort of its fifty-year anniversary only a couple of years ago, and that was that was a significant moment in your history. And and it turned into quite a big deal, isn't it, for your suppliers, for your customers, people coming from all around the world to your site. You know, what is it about the the, the Hartlepool site and the twenty-inch mill that makes it so special? Do you think? I mean, the event was fantastic. Uh, you know, I was recently uh, installed as the works manager. Um, and, and when I realised about 18 months away, there was going to be a, a, a milestone to, to celebrate, really, then, uh, you know, I really was keen to mark that occasion and, and both thank the key stakeholders, which, you know, is clearly our employees, but, but, but also our customers. And, uh, you know, we, we invited, uh, you know, a range of customers from across the world, Um and, and I think we had 65 in total turn up and, uh, you know, customers from America, from Singapore, you know, our European customers that are, you know, are very important, our key, you know, order yeah. some significant volumes for us. And it was really nice to sort of, uh, you know, both socially uh, celebrate that milestone together, but but also really take them into the plant. You, the, the the team in the mill had uh, really prepared uh, the mill and, and, and shown it in its sort of best uh, side, you know, the standards with regard to housekeeping and cleanliness and, uh, and, and also the product that we were manufacturing on the day. It was a, it was a real opportunity to showcase the mill and, uh, you know, we received some really you know positive feedback and also it helped on our order load you know it really uh, yeah. spurred a strong period of uh, you know of order load for, a, for 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 a few years and you know it's you know i think we, the 20 inch mill has had a difficult 12 months not not only uh, the pandemic but uh, the, the uncertainties around brexit as uh, as as really you know uh, made it quite difficult for the last 12 months but you know you ask why uh, you know what uh, you know what is special about the 20 inch mill and uh, you know, I think we are very customer focused and, uh, you know, we were very responsive. We, we aren't perfect. You know, we do make some mistakes sometimes, but, you know, we are, you know, uh, very loyal and committed to uh, to improving. And, uh, and and we do work with the customers and resolve issues that are raised, uh, you know, pretty, pretty promptly. And I, and I think the relationships, uh, you know, that commercial and our customer services team work very hard to establish. Um, you know, who are based at Corby, you know, they, they do a really good job to, uh, you know, to establish them relationships. And, uh, you know, it was my first time at that 50 year event meeting uh, many of the customers. And it was, uh, you know, that it was, uh, you know, you know, even a few years later, it, it's fond memories of the discussions that we had. And, uh, you know, they, they really feel part of, uh, of the supply chain. Yeah, and and you might be hiding your light under a bushel a little because you know I've been talking to a few people about uh, the twenty inch mill and 
trying to get a feeling for what's special about it and you know why it's this jewel in the crown and one of the first things i mentioned is its technical capability it does stuff that other mills just struggle to do or can't do and then you know that's something you must be particularly proud of and something that must stand you in good stead as we come out of this yeah i mean um I think the team at uh, Hartlepool over the years, you know, have really sort of uh, pushed and developed the capabilities of the the twenty inch mill. It's, um, you know, from a sort of weld integrity, uh, non destructive testing point of view, uh, it's got some real strengths. Um, you know, previously, obviously, it used to be supplied by Lackenby Coil Plate Mill, and you know, um, a couple of our technical team uh, from the uh, the Lackenby side, so really understand steel making and hot strip mill capabilities, and uh, the links uh, to our upstream integrated supply at Port Talbot are, are really critical, and I think we work really, really closely. You know, I think uh, you know some of the technical capability. You know, with our, with specific equipments, the the hydrostatic testing that we complete on our line pipe and pressure pipe. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the rolling practices and furnacing uh, practices that we have. You know, uh, I, I guess standards uh, standards apart from both some of our competitors and so, some of the other tube mills that we have uh, within the company. So I understand. You know, at the moment you're going through some incredibly difficult times, as we talked about earlier on the pod, and. Uh, You've talked a lot about the pride and the culture of the people there, the technical capability, the iconic projects uh, that you're supplying to, you know, your diverse range of markets, the different products that you're making. You know, it all sounds like the future could be pretty rosy. Uh, you know, what's the plans over the next sort of five years, say, in terms of developing the site? Well, um, you know, one thing, um, you know, we've been quite uh, well supported in recent years for, you know, improving uh, our capabilities and products uh, across the site. Uh, you know, one sort of the most recent ones is our uh, control cooling, um, which I think has recently been shortlisted for the Innovista uh, mm. finals in India, which uh, clearly at the moment has been put on hold with the, the travel restrictions with the pandemic. But uh, that uh, sort of cross-functional support that we've had from R&D and the support from upstream as well as the, the outstanding efforts from the technical and production guys at the 20-inch mill, has uh, been a real game changer for us. Um, you know, and it gives us the ability to, you know, manufacture higher strength, uh, you know, product and steel, you know, that can support some of the customer needs in the future for, you know, lighter, stronger, longer, you know, products is a is a real differentiator in the market, and uh, you know that has been hugely successful and. Uh, you know, we continue to see a lot of interest and uh, and inquiries related to that new product. Yeah, so there must be a lot of hope amongst the workforce. Uh, if only, you know, we can get through this this current period because it uh, sounds like uh, the site has got a lot to offer and, uh, and will have a very successful future. But uh, there's some, uh, as they say in the hub, I think, you know, hunkering down to be done over the, over the coming months for you guys. Yeah, I mean, certainly... Uh... You know, I think the support that we've had from our people to uh, to take the right decisions over recent weeks, but also, you know, the you know, we've faced difficult times in the past, and I'm sure we'll face difficult times in the future. You know, the 20-inch mill has uh, often fared better than most in uh, in challenging times. So we continue to book orders. Um, you know, our, our booking rate uh, does sign uh, show signs of some improvement as we go into May and June. You know, we've had a difficult April with our, our dispatches, um, but uh, that is showing signs of improvement. You know, we're busy, uh, you know, making all sorts of projects at the moment for roller coasters and 
uh, <laughs> land hype for America for uh, that is, is sailing on a ship this week. And, and and I know our commercial team are working extremely hard to hunt down and find uh, opportunities to, to keep us active. So it might not be the biggest site in Tata Steel, Andrew, but it certainly uh, seems to punch above its weight. You've clearly got some uh, challenges and they've come at, at a time, uh, I guess, when you were certainly on the up uh, just before this happened. So, yeah, we all sit here and we hope you guys can pick up the mantle as and when things start warming up again. And, uh, you know, maybe we can come back and talk to you uh, when this, this piece is uh, passed uh, and we're into happier times. Yeah, that, uh, that'd that be no problem, Tim. And, uh, you know, I'd just like to say thanks for the organisation. I think, you know, I've taken a lot of strength uh, you know, from both the people uh, at the site, but but also the support that we've had, certainly from the other works managers and, you know, some, some key leaders across the business uh, in this time. You know, uh, managing change in, in circumstances like this is uh, is extremely difficult. I know that uh, our employees are, are taking the risks at the moment extremely serious and, uh, you know, being impressed how everybody's responded, if I'm honest. Yeah. Listen, Andrew, I know you're a busy man. You've got a site to run. I'm not going to take any more of your time. Thank you very much for your time today. I'm sure we'll be back to visit uh, and talk to you again. But for now, thanks very much. Thank you very much, Tim. So another great story, this time from our friends in the north. Trouble in the oil and gas sector and the global construction and infrastructure sector, which is still waiting for the lockdown to end, don't make the best background for the steel industry. But waiting in the wings, quietly going about their business, is a mill full of proud, passionate steel workers desperate to crack on with what they do best, fill the mill with high quality pipe for some of the most important and iconic structures around the world. If today's podcast made you prick up your ears and got your steel industry juices flowing, why not subscribe to Steelcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can listen to previous episodes from around the UK and hear from more proud and passionate steel workers. See you next time when we delve into another part of one of the UK's longest standing, most essential and best loved industries.